Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. All right, my brother, Truth by Fire, Ron Cash. Let's get right into it without any hesitation. So, our president, Joe Biden. The question is, is he functioning like the biblical King Saul? And dare even worse, the Antichrist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me say something to you guys right now. Most of you people are not Bible scholars, so we're going to give you the scriptures so you can read them for yourself. And we're going to say them on the podcast so you can hear them for yourself. And then you can make the revelation. You can understand what's going on and you can see it for yourself. And then there won't be no problem. And so what we're trying to do is make sure you have clarity. Okay. This man is operating like Saul. Saul was a king for the people, the people chose him. So what happens is this. Let me give you the overall story, and what my brother will read the scriptures. Basically, Samuel was the he was the he was the prophet, and what the prophet did is he was talks to God. God would speak through him, and so what what, what was happening was is that God was speaking through Samuel, but he was getting old. So he hired two of his sons, and they were like doing things the wrong way. They were they were they were taking bribes and taking money on the side and doing things they weren't supposed to do. And so that made the people from Israel say, hey, look, we want a king like the rest of the world. And, and, and so he said, you know, Samuel went to God. He says, man, this is terrible. Why would they want that? God, you're leading them. He says, it's not you that they don't want to rule over. They don't want me to rule over them. He says, and hearken unto their voice. But he says, then tell them what type of king they're getting ready to receive. What kind of man is going to rule over them? And he describes what's going to happen in that. And it's a terrible situation. Let me tell you, it's not beautiful at all. And if the parallels that are happening right now in regards to America and what Biden is doing and what Saul did when when these people called on his name are the very same things. You have to remember, also remember that a lot of people did not like the fact that Donald Trump spoke so ardently and so clearly and he was disrespectful as far as they were concerned. He was blunt, blunt honest. They don't want the president to tell the truth. No, telling the truth is the wrong thing. We want to hear lies, cries, tries, and alibis. So now what we're going to do is going to go into 1 Samuel chapter 8. We're going to read from verse 1 to 10. We're going to stop, and then we're going to, I'm going to get back into it. Go ahead, brother. All right, 1 Samuel 8. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his first son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre or money and took bribes and perverted judgment. Hmm. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Saul when they said, Give us Samuel. a king. I'm sorry. And the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken or listen unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even unto this day, where they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Right there. Now, let me say this to you right now. Let's show you the parallels in this situation. God put Donald Trump in office. 
And people got mad because he was telling the truth and he was exposing what was going on, really on what was going on in Washington. He exposed the media, how they were lying. He exposed the FBI, how they kept investigating him and never got anything, still haven't got anything. He was exposing everybody that was doing the country, which is us wrong. And a lot of people didn't want to hear it all day. We don't want to hear the arguments. We don't want to hear them calling people out. We don't want to hear this. We just want things to happen without us not paying attention. Well, dummy, that is when you get your head chopped off. And so what they said is, hey, listen, we see your two sons. They're a little different. We want a king like the rest of the world. We want somebody that's not going to talk. He's just going to give us what we want. He's going to pat us on our heads, give us a hug, and move on. And so then at that moment, God told, he told Samuel at that moment, go tell him what type of man that you're getting ready to get. Now, I'm going to describe a parallel, which is going to be exact to what's going on right now after my brother reads that from there. In verse Samuel 8, we're going into verse 9. Now, therefore, hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked him, of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. Stop, stop, stop. This is going to be the person. This is what he's going to do to you. You can, Just remember that. The prophet went back and told him, this is the type of man you're getting ready to get because you want him. Go ahead now. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself mm -hmm. for his chariots and to be his horsemen. Chariots are like cars, vehicles, trucks, tanks, guns, weapons. Go ahead. And some shall run before his chariots. Mm -hmm. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties. And will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments. Hear this ground. You know what that means? That means he's going to have crops, money, things. They're, he's going to make them work for him. The government's going to work for him. That's why you see Biden's getting all this money. Having China, giving them oil, selling them oil, selling them land in our territory, giving them crops. Right now, they're feeding their people off of us right now. Opening up borders. He's doing this, and his family, the Biden crime family, is getting paid. He's giving you a clear description of what's going on. And the media's turning a blind eye to it. Keep on going, brother. And to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war, and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries, and to be cooks, and to be bakers. And he will take your fields, and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your manservants and your maidservants and your goodliest young man and your asses and put them to his work. Stop right now. What is what has Biden done? He put everybody, he put everybody at home. And then he started giving everybody money. He started giving them money and he took his or took your kids' whole future away. Some kids didn't even graduate from school. They had to graduate in the garage. Okay? I saw kids do that. My kid didn't get to do that. But a couple of kids did. They had to graduate in the garage. People had to drive by in a garage? Are you kidding me? My son works? <laughs> you guys better wake the up and realize what this man did to your whole family, your whole this whole nation. And not only do he do that, he had these kids sitting at home on a computer for eight hours a day. 
<clears throat> nobody knows the effect that that had on their psychology, their ability to think and how that's going to have a long lasting effect on their whole entire life. We don't even know about that. And then let's ask another pertinent, pertinent question in regards to kids. Not only were they sitting on a classroom video that was falling apart, okay, Zooming, which wasn't designed for that, but guess what? They spent their off time doing what? Staying on the computer. So they didn't have no more interactivity between human beings anymore. They were not sitting down, hanging out, partying because they were told to do what? You know, sit and play. What, what do you call it? Call it uh, lockdown in place? <laughs> so all these things Biden did, and he paid everybody to do what? Stay at home. Right? Keep on going. Tell me this man ain't doing the exact same thing that Saul did. <clears throat> Moving on. This is verse 17, still in 1 Samuel 8. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen. Stop right there. You know what that means, that tenth of your sheep? He stopped certain people from having businesses, restaurants, nightclubs, gyms. He picked who could make money, and he picked who couldn't. And those people who started to cry out, hey, you took our business. Hey, you stop. Why can't they go to Walmart? Why can't they go to Target? Why can't they go to the strip club? Why can't they go to the weed man, but they can't come to my business? You remember that? Oh, you've forgotten it. You got short-term memory issues? <laughs> What's happening? That happened. That happened. You understand that? Keep on going. A little bit more. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, nay, but we will have a king over us. Stop right there. Boom. Every American knew that the election was stolen. You do not stop counting votes at 8 o'clock and then start counting them in the morning. That has never happened. They count all the way through. And then they came with these ballots, dumped them. That's what 2,000 mules was all about. We all know the truth is, and it's coming out as we speak. You've seen that through the Twitter files. These people cheated. And the public should have stood up and said, you know what? There's voter fraud. We want Trump to be involved. But they didn't. And you know why I know they didn't want him there? Because he was exposing the conspiracy that we're about to get into even deeper. Now, we know that Biden is a crime family. His son has been talking to, the, to China and Hong Kong Bank, right? HP. HSBC is giving him a billion eight. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He's a crackhead. But that money's not going to him. It's going to the family and all this other money. So guess what? When China needed our fuel, our reserves, who sold them that? Was it Donald Trump? Or was it Joseph Biden? Hmm. When we have, they, we're selling farmland to China. Was that Donald Trump? Or was that Joseph Biden? When they started sending money to Ukraine, like we owe Ukraine some shit. Like they like we they they got a gun to our head. We sent a trillion dollars over there. Did was that Donald Trump? Or was that Joseph Biden? And guess what? I guarantee you, we saw that four years ago. That Trump proved that Biden, when he was vice president, called Ukraine and told him if they didn't get rid of the special prosecutor who was looking to his son's business dealings, he was going to withhold a billion dollars. Straight up. He says, call Obama and find out if I don't got the pool like that. Quick pro quo. Do you understand this is what happened? And the people said, we don't care, didn't they? 
We want Biden. Isn't that amazing? That's absolutely effing amazing. But guess what? There's something else you need to understand. This spirit of the Antichrist was talked about in the book of Daniel. My brother's going to start reading right now from it. Real quick, go ahead. Daniel 8, 23 through 26, verse 23 begins with, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full. To the full? Transgressors? That means you're going against everything that God put together. Keep on going. A king of fierce countenance and understanding, dark sentences shall stand up. Dark sentences means that he's operating in satanic power. Keep on going. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Mm -mm. And he shall destroy wonderfully. Stop right there. You know what his power is? His power is George Soros. His power is Bill Gates. His power is Klaus Schwab. And he's all satanic organizations, satanic people. Right? The deep state, the Illuminati, they're all behind this man. Wonderfully, he's destroying. Wonderfully. He's letting people come in. Five million people came into America illegally in one year. That's wonderfully for us, for their concern. Guess what? They're destroying this nation piece by piece. Wonderfully. Keep on going, brother. And shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Now, stop right there. Listen. What practice? You know what I'm saying? You want to know what practice he's practicing? He practiced satanic motions and satanic oceans. It's just the motions in the ocean. In other words, they're trying to destroy everything because it represents Christ and the church. They don't want Christ and the church to be exalted. When Donald Trump was in office, he was surrounded by what? Preachers preaching about Jesus all day, every day. And they could not take it. But when Christmas came and they had a frame that had a Baphomet head, which is a goat head on it, and they put it up in the White House, everybody they went and snatched it down. See, we see that you're standing for Satan. You're calling on the spirit of Satan to come up in the White House. Again, an antichrist spirit. Keep on going, brother. And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. Craft, witchcraft. To prosper in his hand. They're calling on Satan again. That's why they're doing everything against God and his people. Attacking us through what? Social media, media, censorship, not letting everybody say what they want to say. There's people that I saw a young, young man, a black young man in Minnesota wearing a shirt with Jesus on it and saying no coexist. And they told him he needed to take his shirt off or they were going to throw him out. Now, I wish I was there. Because I would have been talking and said, that's his constitutional right. He has a freedom of speech. That doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the mall, on top of the, on top of the Empire State Building, under a sewer, or at Equinox. And they cannot say a damn thing to you about what you have on. Keep on going. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And by peace shall destroy many. Stop right there. By peace. He, just, he shall destroy many. You want to know what that Antichrist spirit is trying to do? He's trying to bring everybody together under one arch and saying, if you come under this arch, you will have peace. There will be no problems for you. You'll have no stress. But if you don't want to do that, then obviously there's going to be some problems. And I'm one of the people that are not going under that arch. Hopefully I'm talking to some other people that don't want to go under that arch either. Because you know what? In this country, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom of religion. We have freedom of, of our pursuit of happiness, joy, and, and everything else in this country. Freedom and love. 
We have liberty here. Liberty is a choice. We don't have to go under anyone else's agenda. But for some reason, people are starting to feel comfortable living under this peaceful agenda, this wokeism, this one world agenda. And so now, if you don't want to be a part of this one world agenda, where do you go? What do you do? Well, then the Satan is going to be like, you know what? You're not a good guy. You're not a good lady. And we're going to have to deal with you. We're going to have to try to transform your mind, try to put you in a re-education facility like they did back in with Nazi Germany. We're going to re-educate you. We're going to change your mind. And if you don't change your mind, then we're going to, what, dispose of you. Are you ready to be disposed of? So the real issue is, are we going to stand up and speak ardently against these devils? Are we going to tell them to their faces that what you're doing is satanic? I'm not letting nothing slip as far as when it comes to Christ, Jesus, and the church. So if it hurts your feelings, you know what I'm saying? If you're scared, you need to come see us. You need to go to church. If you, if you don't like what we're saying, turn it off. But you know what? You can't say you didn't hear it. One more time. Keep on going, brother. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes. Woo! But he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. So now, stop right there. Now, what that means is Daniel, was, that was in the book of the prophets. That didn't happen until, it's not going to happen until after John went to the island, island of Patmos. And he was, and he got to be in Revelations. And then he was able to understand what was going to happen in the future. This has not happened yet. So we are supposed to recognize the seasons. No man knows the day and time of Jesus' return. And when we know when, when Jesus returned, when he takes the church away, then the Antichrist can show himself. And all these things we're talking about right now are going to come to pass. But what we're seeing is these pieces of the puzzles that are being put together, the rollout of the system, the changing of the mindset, the people being contoured to think in a global society where there is no more nations and there's no more nationalities. We're trying to get rid of the Constitution and we're trying to get rid of the church. They believe that Christianity is the, the, the stems for the, all the foundations of wars. In other words, God is creating a war. Satan doesn't want war. He wants peace. As, as he says in this scripture, he's going to use peace to destroy what? Many. You have to pay close attention to what the word of God is saying. And let me tell you something. Biden is pushing that whole agenda. World Economic Forum, G7, going around and telling people we have to have climate change issues, trying to get rid of our natural resources. And let me tell you something. Klaus Schwab, who's running the World Economic Forum, said something very powerful the other day. He said that all the nations that have natural resources, which is gold, platinum, palladium, uranium, plutonium, oil, natural gas, water, food, they're going to be very wealthy very soon when the depression comes and it's coming. So you know what nation has the most of that? Right here. So these people who've been saying, get out of these businesses and trying to squeeze these people out of their businesses and take their resources, have an agenda. Doesn't that look good? like it, it seems pretty interesting, brother? Sir. They got an agenda. And you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to take yours so they can get paid. They some poor white trash, bucket, satanic, devil worshiping, goat leaning and bowing to suckers. And I called you. That's what you are. God's people have been imbued with all these things. And God gave them everything. They gave them. He gave them blessings. He gave them anointing. He gave them favor. He gave them wealth and riches. This is a Christian nation. God's name is on the line. 
And it's up to you to understand what's most important. And I want to, I want my brother to read Revelation 13 just for just a period. Just one thing right now. I want you to hear this part. And this is really crazy. I want you to start from um, three to 10. Go ahead. We'll stop right there. Revelation 13, three through 10. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Woo! And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Stop right there. Let me say this to you right now. When he mean blaspheme, his temple, all right? His tabernacle and those in heaven. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that I'm up in the church and I'm clowning the church. I'm clowning God's offerings and his blessings that he gives to his people because the people offer a, a offering and then God imbues them with knowledge and wisdom. He's basically urinating on that. And then he's saying, hey, you know what? You angels up in heaven and God yourself, like it says in Isaiah 14, he's going to exalt himself above that. And he's doing it right now. That's what he's going to do that. That spirit is already out there right now, but he's going to do that after the church is gone. Go ahead, continue, brother. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to Ooh. overcome them. Stop right there. To make war with the saints and to overcome them? Keep on going. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Stop right there. Do you understand? That is a powerful, powerful statement. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to go back and readdress that. Not right now. Keep on going, brother. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. I sit right there. So let me say this to you right now. That spirit is out right now. It's trying to war. It's not trying. It's warring with the church. They're inside the church. And they're doing all kinds of strange things inside the church. And the church has got no power. And I'm, we're going to go into that. That's the next segment. But let me say something to you right now. Biden's monkey behind. I want to say something else. He's a man. He's a POS. You know what that means. That gentleman, I have no respect for. And let me tell you the reason why. As soon as they found some classified documents inside his garage, which had like a really just like padlock. And they also found some classified documents at UPenn, okay, which is an Ivy League school, where he's a complete idiot. And he had office there, and they had documents left there, and the documents were not even his. He was the vice president at the time, which makes it illegal for him to have his hands on any kind of classified documents. Only the president, the POTUS, can now declassify his classified documents in his possession, which Trump did. And they still raided his house. So these documents were at UPenn, no one protecting it. And by the way, Trump had secret, uh, secret service with him wherever he goes, even at his houses. So they were monitoring everything. There was nobody at UPenn. Also, let's add another little small caveat. The Chinese were throwing money. They were paying him $60 million so they could have access to that office. 
Can't you wake up and see what's going on? They were looking at that documentation and even more. We don't even know. There was no log there. Also, Biden's son, Hunter, was paying his dad $50,000 a month to rent his own house. And guess who was paying for that? The Chinese. Now, is this starting to make sense to you? These people have a death agenda. They want death for you and money for them. That's satanic. You understand? And so the ultimate goal here is to let you know that the spirit of Saul, which destroyed Israel, made bad decisions and God got rid of Saul and got David and then brought in Solomon. All right? That's happening right now. When we leave, the church is gone. The king, David, was a killer. Well, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to be killing people. It's going to be a lake of blood, the height of a bridle. Do you know how high that is? That's up to a horse's mouth. And it's going to be for 300 miles in one point and just draw a circle around there. That's going to be that. He's going to be killing, squashing people. It's going to be a destruction. You know, you, when those seals get opened up, let me tell you something right now. You don't want to be around when that happens. That's death and destruction. But when Jesus sits on the throne for a thousand years, it's going to be Solomon. It's going to be peace. Okay, so I want you to understand these things are running directly at what that time frame is talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to take yourself to a church that's spirit driven so you can understand more. You can watch us all day long. You will play it over and over. You can do your own research. Take yourself to a church. You want to watch online, watch the Ecclesia of Jesus Christ every Wednesday and Sunday. You'll even see me sometimes preaching my brother Crane Press preach. Baby. So baby, baby, bottom line is you can hear it, but the truth is coming in fire. Okay. Next subject. Well, well, well. Yet more fire to come here, guys. We're going to discuss in Atlanta, Georgia, the New Glow Church. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on. New Glow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to put this on there. Hold on for one second. I give, I give it a tune before you get out there. I give it a tune. Oh, here we go. Ah. Uh. Gotta give it a tune. Yes, she take the money Well, I'm in need. Yes, she's a trifling friend indeed. Yes, she is. Oh, she's a gold digger. Give me five. Way over time. Give it. That digs on me. Kanye. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke. New glow, new glow, new glow. She New Glow. Well, well, well. So the New Glow Church, that's G-L-O minus the W. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the topic is, and we're gonna, you know, we gotta get into it. Is or has the pimp game entered the black church? Man, it has entered, it is there. You know, I don't know what you heard about me. Woo! <laughs> These women are walking up in there. You have to see it to believe it. I wish we had it on screen so you could see what I'm saying so you understand. I'm not exaggerating. The breasts on these women are bigger than my head. They got booties. They're walking around. They're, one of them look, I mean, hey, you know, I like mine a little different. But she even looked to the point. I'm looking at her going, wow, <coughs> you looked amazing. My point is, if you got women in lingerie at church and they are Instagram models, 
with Instagram bodies. We all know what that looks like, don't we, baby boy? Don't we know what an Instagram body looks like? Bodacious booty, small waist, and big breasts. <laughs> what do you think is going on up in there? And the men are walking up in there. Now, do you think that a man, a grown-ass man, going to take his family with him to the New Globe Baptist Church? Baby, let me tell you, you got to stay home. I'm trying to learn about Jesus with the fellas. <laughs> we going to go learn about Jesus by ourselves. And I'll come back and bring it to you. Let me tell you something. I don't know how you can hear Jesus's voice or you could even hear anything about the scriptures looking at that, these women that are surrounding you, brother. What are you going to be thinking? Now, it says anatomically speaking that when a man gets an erection, he's now under duress. That means he can't sign a contract. He can't make a business decision. He can't even make a decision about his financial future. That means he's under duress. He's like, it's like having a gun to his head. So now all these boobs and all them booties that are around you at church, how are they not having you under duress? How are you not being put in pressure? How are you not being squeezed? So guess what? When the collection plate comes by, <laughs> come on, man. When the collection plate comes by, one more time. When, when the collection, no, it didn't sound right. No, it didn't sound right. Right there. When the collection plate comes by, you know you're gonna have to show off. <laughs> you got to show off. You got to <laughs> make it rain. You got to make it rain because she's a gold digger. I looked at some of these girls on their page. They're like, "Uh, what's your what's your profession? Entrepreneur." So I didn't know your booty was a business. Jamie's <laughs> booty is a business. I'm an entrepreneur. I've created five different things in business, and you know, I'm pretty inventive. God bless me with that. But it was not booty sitting on somebody else's church. You know what I'm saying? Pew. That's a cold lick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bernie Mac <laughs> in the Players Club. Look, I can't. You got that video? I look for it. Please find that video. Please find that video. That's why I'm talking. You find that video. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The history is tripping. Let me tell you something. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. You nice people are lucky enough that I don't give up about telling the truth. Because if you, you're lucky to know that I don't care and it doesn't matter. Let me say this about the pimp game. My birth father was in that world. And I saw it when I was an adult. I didn't get to know him until I was after I was 18 years old. So I didn't get to grow up with him at all. I was raised by two beautiful people, school teachers and administrators. When I ran into this fool and I saw what he was talking about and how it was going down, let me tell you something, it's interesting. What is the pimp game all about? The pimp game is about using women to take advantage of men and to break them down like they're old Chevy. It's about using her vivaciousness, her sexiness, her ability to talk to them and get them so worked up that they make a, an emotional decision by spending money thinking that they're going to get sex. Most of the time in the pimp game, the man doesn't get sex. He just gets charged. He gets taken advantage of. The money comes out of his pocket, but he don't get nothing. And in Atlanta, Georgia and out in Hollywood, they've been, they've been proving that fact. You come to a nightclub or hang out in these places with these, with these women that look like Instagram models and you wake up Buck naked, no jewelry, and no money. Sometimes you even wake up dead. God bless Pimp C out here and the Mondran. They've had a plenty of men have got done that way. Plenty, plenty have done been done like that. And so what I'm trying to tell you is this is a scary prognosis. Now you have it in the church. 
This is not of God. That's of Satan. You're up in the middle of God's church. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. That's a major problem. That's why Jesus came. He came inside and beat everybody out the temple. He said, you turn the house of prayer into a den of thieves. That is exactly what they just did. Den of thieves. All up in the midst of it. Let me ask you a question. I had a daughter. I got two sons. You think I want my two sons with some big booty by big busters woman that everybody then put their hands on? Hell no. I don't want you bringing that home, bro. Keep that off the table. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's put something else on it. How do you talk about salvation, grace, and mercy when you got a pair of big old tits in front of your face? How do you do that? Explain that one to me. I said tits. Let's get down to the real sin. I'm tired of this beating around the bush madness. You got some big old titties in your face and you're trying to talk about grace and mercy. Let me say something to you. Every woman in there knows that they got power in there at that point. That is a whore standing in front of you. Who are you going to choose? Your penis or Jesus? That is going to be, what, is that the test? <laughs> is that the quintessential test? I'm going to get there and find out if I can support Jesus or I'm just going to go after this woman. Guarantee 99.9999% are going with the booty and the titties. They're not going with Jesus. We are in serious trouble. And if we don't address the new glow church, the new glow Baptist church and say, hey, this is wrong. They're going to gain, they're going to gain traction. You know, people are going to say, you know what? Mm, you know what, Ron? I like that church. That's sexy. You get that video yet? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's put, put, put the phone down here, man. Let's play the video, man. This is, you got to hear it. This is the, this is the beginning. And we're going to, we're going to let you know. Bernie Mac said it perfectly. Oh, you messing up. You may messing up. Come on, let's get in here. Should have been started in Africa. Long time ago, long, long, long time ago, white men went to Africa. Mm -hmm. They saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the nude. Fucking naked. You can see their public ass. This white man went from village to village to seek out these beautiful black women. Watching them perform in the nude. Did it! For free. The same type of business take away from our black women. Mm -hmm. Try to get the white bitches to dance the same identical way. Huh? But to no avail. <laughs> we no shame in our black women. We no shame in them walking around bucket naked. Real so here, Try to start the same thing. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. The white bitches told him the most beautiful words you want to hear in our profession. What's she say? Baby, the white bitches looked at that white man dead in the eye and told him, fuck that. Pay me. <laughs> That's why I get 30%. When can I start? Immediately. Now, man of God ain't going to put that in front of you. No, he's going to lie about it. He's going to tell you every little story. That's not of Jesus. That's not of God. Let me tell you something. That's inside the house of God right now. That mentality, that mindset is in the house of God right now. So now you're going to tell me that any man that walks in that place, seeing all that stuff going on, which he saw at the strip club, now he can put the strip club and Jesus in one place. Get rid of your guilt 
and get your and get your and get your lap dance at the same time. And then there's maybe there's some salvation in the middle. Is that insanity or what? You got something to say, man. Somebody else say something else, man. Somebody else say you got something to say, man. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you know we can almost from a biblical standpoint go well. What about, you know, Mary Magdalene? You know, she was a prostitute and that God still utilized her, but then they're sitting there and using that and manufacturing that, that very concept. Because this was a woman who understood from a spiritual standpoint, she wasn't leveraging her sexuality. No, not on Jesus. In the church, she represented, she recognized and represented Christ, true humility right. before God. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this woman was the same one with her tears and her hair bathed our Christ got him prepared for, for that moment, for, for his moment of death Amen. and make sure that he was anointed. She saw spiritually, it wasn't about her flesh. Right. And yet people use that whole prostitution thing and the Mary Magdalene element and want to say these, all, all these, you know, perverted elements when it was really about her spiritual path, but they're leveraging that concept, right. And bringing sexuality in the church. And instead of going, well, you know, God says we don't judge someone by the flesh and, and we can't utilize that. But what you're doing is distracting people away from the message. Exactly. You're not just a woman who's coming. You can come to church as you are. You can be as, as busted as you want to be. But you're there to listen to God. You come as you are. It doesn't matter what you're dressed as. It doesn't matter how big your boobs are. But if that's the selling point of your church, because God said, if you lift me up, if you lift up Christ, I will draw men unto myself. But you're not lifting up Christ. You're lifting up some titties and some ass. And so, so let's go back on this before we jump to the next subject. Let me say this to you. All you men that think that this is a great idea, think about your daughters. Think about your daughters. How are they going to feel about being up in that situation? How about did you go to church one day and see your daughter? In the same position, call up the name of Jesus. Say, well, daddy, I know you come to this church. So I figure it's my time to draw men and bring them to Christ. They, I'm being an evangelist. I'm bringing people to Jesus. No, you're bringing people to the tedious. You know what I'm saying? To the bootiest. You ain't bringing them to Jesus. Because you're showing you, not Jesus. Last but not least on this subject. This right here is so dangerous. And I'm making light of it, but this pimp game is all up in that church. And I can guarantee you all them pimps in the South are loving it. They are getting money, marbles and chalk, lizards and Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces off of that. They're all working together. And that is not of Jesus. That is not of God. That is of Satan, period. And when it comes to hustling, I understand it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want to hustle one place and then you want to come to Jesus and try to figure out how you're going to get there on another level, I got no problem. I'm not trying to knock your hustle at all. But don't bring it up in this church. This is holy ground. See, but all this is all leaning towards exactly to the end of this message is that you guys are seeing how Satan is all up in everything. He's in politics. He's in business. He's in He's in, he's in the media. He's in every, the military. He's in every aspect of the school system. You know what I'm saying? He's been destroying stuff for a long time. So let's go to the last subject, my brother. Last subject we're going to be talking about today is the 5013C and how it has destroyed the church. 
Let me tell you something about that. Lyndon Baines Johnson, when he signed the Civil Rights Act, right, trying to control Martin Luther King, they came with the 501c3. And what its purpose was is to control the church. And it's done a great job. <laughs> Why? Because through the church at that time was the power of God. Because you can't control the church. The church is free from the government. The government can't write any laws against the church at all. So they were select. They said, okay, we know what? If you accept the 501c3, we'll give you tax exemption. Well, the church is already tax exempt. They weren't talking about the church. They're talking about the people that go to the church and give money to the church. Their money will be tax deductible. They'll write it off on their taxes. So that meant that they had large donors at that point, corporations and think tanks and, you know, banks and insurance companies and wealthy individuals. So then they could stop you from talking about those people because they're, you're, they're donating money to your church. They're your now parishioners. You can't speak against the money. No, can you? So guess what? That's what they did. So let me let my brother tell you what the 501c3 consists of and what it's about. Then I'll come back on it. Absolutely. It says the Johnson Amendment is a provision in the United States tax code since 1954 that prohibits all 501c3 nonprofit organizations from endorsing or opposing political candidates. Whoa, stop right there. Endorsing or opposing. What? That is not in the Constitution, baby. Keep going. Section 501c3 organizations are the most common type of nonprofit organization in the United States, ranging from charitable foundations to universities and churches. The amendment is named for then-Senator Lyndon B. Johnson of Texas, who introduced it in a preliminary draft of the law, July 1954. Now, there's another element I kind of wanted to get into on there. It talks about the history of it. It says, the amendment was to a bill in the 83rd Congress, which was enacted into law as the Internal Revenue Code 1954. The amendment was proposed by Lyndon B. Johnson. This amendment was designed to silence Black Democratic churches and keep them from endorsing opposing Democratic challengers to Johnson's base. It was not designed to keep white churches from endorsing candidates, only Black ones. It, of course, should have never been passed. The amendment was agreed to without any discussion or debate and was included in Internal Revenue Code of 1954. Stop right there. I thought these Democrats love Black people. I thought these Democrats are on Black people's side. I thought these Democrats were the ones who were loving you and that the Republicans are the KKK and they're fighting against you. Isn't that the narrative that they've been out there kicking? And you keep believing that BS all the time. But like they say, if you don't want to put something, if you want some black people not to know about something, just put it in a book. <laughs> they're not going to study. They're not going to do no research. They're not going to try to figure nothing out. But that really was enacted. They went in, in the tax code, but they pushed it in the Civil Rights Act. Okay? And they told Martin Luther King, look, if you take this money, which they did, then that shut his mouth. <laughs> Keep on going. Oh, that was the end of that. Okay, okay. So, so let me say this real quick. Let me say this. Let me. I'm gonna go into this. 
let me make it sure that you understand that this has been by design to shut the black church down. So that when Biden got busted two or three days ago with this, excuse me, a week ago with this classified documentation, what church did he show up at? A black church. And all the black people were rallying like, oh, we're going to pray. We're going to save you. We know you didn't mean it. You're not the same as Donald Trump. We know you're a good guy. Why would they do that? Because they've been paying the church. New clothes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Smack that ass. Smack that. See what I'm saying? See how this is? Let's get real with Jesus. Let's get real with God. Let's put the truth by fire on everything. Fire, you know what it does? It separates and it purifies and we find out what the truth is really about. We see what the real components are, what you're really made of, your molecular structure. Okay? So now this pressure is here. Pressure busts pipes. Okay? So now, what do you think they're doing? They're paying these black churches off. That's why these churches ain't saying a dang thing. They're going out taking the COVID shot, walking around with masks in churches. What is wrong with you? What about Mark 16? Huh? You will cast out devils. You will speak with new tongues. You know what I'm saying? If you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So why would you need a mask? And why would you need a COVID shot knowing that you have the power of the living God inside of you unless the church has been paid off? And it's a scary thing to think about this right now because guess what? All this ties together. Now, I'm going to read you something. And I'm going to go back. First, we're going to go back to Revelation 13. We're going to go back to Revelation 13. And I want to say something myself. I want to tell you guys something that you need to hear and that you need to think about because this is really serious. And it says in verse seven, it says, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Woo! Let me say that again. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Woo! The saints are the church. Those that are in there that are fighting the battles that are being made to be usable by God. That's what makes you perfect. So to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Oh, my goodness. Don't we see this happening with money and booty at the same time in the same place? Oh, my goodness. Don't let me start. Let me, don't let me start. And to overcome them. And the power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. So now it might start in the black church. But eventually it's going to get to the white church to the Hispanic church, to the Asian church, to the Indian church, to the African church, the Africans, wherever you want to call they're going to get there all day. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. Let me say something to you. Now I want you to hear me say this clearly and calmly. No joking and laughing. These preachers that are in there are not preachers for Jesus. And they have not been called before the foundations of the other world to be holy and acceptable by Jesus. They are working for Satan. That's in 1 John. He has his own ministers of light. And you're looking at him right now. And these people are doing these things. They have no intention 
of trying to save your soul. They have no intention about trying to tell you the truth. They have no intention of trying to bless your life with the greatest blessing you could ever have. And that's being reinstituted back to your wholeness. See what I'm saying? We are here to reinstate you back to Christ. Ultimately, the truth by fire. We're talking about politics. We talk about economics. We talk about history. We talk about social issues. We talk about anything. But it's all to show you that Christ is trying to bring you back home. And see, guess what? These devils want you lost. They want you to be a lost sheep so they can come by and steal, kill, and destroy everything you have. And that's what they've been doing. And it's up to you to take this opportunity, to take this information and go to your family and friends and say, hey, look at this. This is the truth by fire. This is real. We can have a real conversation. This man is talking crazy, cusses, and he's still talking about Jesus at the ultimate goal. It's all about Christ within us. That's the hope of glory. That's the only saving grace that we have. There's no protection. Ephesians 6 tells you, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in that evil day doing all to stand. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you, you're trying to stand? Do you understand why you're trying to stand? Have we not made it clear to you today why you need to try to stand? Have we not made it honestly and appropriated it in a way that you can understand? I could talk in a whole vernacular that would make all you people like, what did he say? What did he say? No, I'm talking to you in niggeries. Let's, didn't I say that to you? Huh? Don't you understand what I'm trying to get across to you? Don't you understand why you got to stand? You're not just standing for yourself anymore. You're standing for your grandbaby, you're standing for your wife, you're standing for your kids, right? And your future, your future being with Jesus and God forever. And I'm going to end it on this. If the church is the strip club and the church can be bought off and a politician can break the law openly, then walk his behind his ass in the church, the black church, and they all start singing and dancing for him. <coughs> New glow, baby. New glow. Wow. My goodness. Let me say something about New Glow before I get off. Let me tell you something. If I wasn't as deep in Jesus and I have a clarity of the understanding of the word of God that I know, man, my, myself, I had to look over there and say, God dang, New Glow. They got some up in there, up in here, up in here. <laughs> New glow. I ain't 100% like, like I think you're crazy. I just think you're satanic. But your approach and your, your, your marketing strategy is a fly. <laughs> now, you better get your mind right. You better repent and tell these women, listen, you're not here to attract men like you were being at a strip club. We're here to talk about Jesus. We're here to evangelize people, to tell them about the gospel, Jesus came, took on your sins and iniquities, died on the cross, took him into hell, left him three days and rose. And now you have been saved from all sin and death. If you accept his blood and his sacrifice and accept him as your Lord and Savior, you now can live forever. That's the simplicity of the gospel. And right now, that's all I want you to understand that don't get caught up in the devil's web of lies, tries, cries, and alibis. You've been told the truth by far today. May God, Jesus, and the Spirit be with you.